live with us right now on the air, man. Dan Lorenzo, what the fuck is going on, brother? Well, first off, if you could please watch the potty mouth. Um, that's a lot of F-bombs in the first minute, Zach. What the hell's going on over there, man? <laughs> hey, you know me, man. I ain't changed the fucking bit. I didn't know that much. <laughs> so, How are those Metal Devastation listeners tonight? How are they treating you, okay? Man, they're 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 doing great, man. They're fucking they're cranking this shit up and they're enjoying it, man. They're uh very much looking forward to hearing some brand new Patriarchs in Black, which I have lined up after this interview, man. Awesome. Really, uh, you know what? I gotta tell you, man, the more and more I listen to that record, it's a really that that is a that is a good fucking album, man. You guys really took it up a, a whole I mean you're already badass you know I love you man everything that you do is just amazing but this you really took it up a whole nother notch man well what are we talking about my veneration by patriarchs in black yeah 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 you know so everybody's telling me they love the new album even more than the first one and I, I was listening to the first album last week and I think it's just as solid but you know I'll take it if you think it keeps getting better even better but yeah so patriarchs in black my veneration, for those who don't know, is Johnny Kelly on drums, myself on guitars, and I write the music. And then we use a bunch of different singers and bass players, and it you know kind of keeps things interesting. Like I was telling some uh, guy the other day that my whole life I've been in bands where no matter how good the singer is, there's always somebody who's like, yeah, I love your music, but I don't like the singer. And with Patriarchs in Black, you got two albums with like seriously 14 different singers, you know? So... It keeps things interesting, and Johnny and I are having a lot of fun with it. I'm glad you're digging it, Zach. Yeah, yeah, you guys did a great job, and I mean, your your guitar playing already just just in itself, like it's so, uh, it's unmistakable. Like it's it's you, you know. I mean, I don't know to me anyway because you know I love Vessel of, Vessel of Light so much. That record was so so badass, and then uh, Cash is King. And then now this, you know, yeah, the last, like you said, the last record was amazing too, man. But I mean, uh, and I know, you know, it's, uh, they're different bands. They got different names and everything. And you've got different people singing and stuff and different members in the bands. But overall, like they could all sort of, they're, they're in like the same universe, you know I mean? Like for sure. it's, it's the, yeah, it's, it's, it's the just... Lorenzo fucking world, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. And you know, I, I always tell people that, I remember when I started playing guitar and I kind of got good pretty quickly, but then like Eddie Van Halen came out and Randy Rhodes and I'm like, man, do I quit playing? Like, what do I do? I can't play this good. And, and, you know, you just, you just got to find your own style. And I love when people like you tell me I have a, you know, my own sound because I'm, I'm, nobody's going to confuse me with the best musicians in the world, but I feel like, you know, sometimes even your limitations give you your own sound and it's cool. And as long as you can write riffs that people like and, uh, you know, you surround yourself with great musicians like Johnny Kelly and Carla Gell and Mark Sunshine and DMC. You know, it makes it makes you they make you look good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you definitely do, man. And, uh, you know, as a guitar player as well, I can tell you, like, I, maybe it's just maybe it's because I'm a musician that I listen to stuff like that in that way. And, and I sort of pick it apart and I hear it. But. I don't know, man. I don't see how anybody can't fucking just listen to it and be like, yeah, that's that's Dan right there, man. But you do have a good sound, man. You you have really you have a cool, unique. Uh, it's your own thing, man. That's yeah. That's I'm, I'm happy to say I agree with that. You know, again, uh, 
I, I definitely don't, you know, there's so many better guitar players out there. So, you know, you know, what do you do about that? You know, I can either practice 85 hours a day or just be happy that I'm doing my own thing and just <laughs> concentrate on what I do, you know, and I'm glad a couple people like it. So I appreciate that again, Zach. Thanks. Hell yeah, man. And Johnny Kelly's badass fucking drummer too, man. So that's really cool that, I mean, it's, it sounds great, man. It sounds great. How, how did this whole thing uh, get started? Like, how did you guys hook up and do this? Well, with the other bands you mentioned, um, you know, Vessel of Light was playing some shows on the East Coast right when, you know, the COVID hit and everything shut down. And um, Nathan from Vessel of Light, you know, myself and the drummer Ron Lipnicki live in New Jersey and the bassist Jimmy Shulman lives in New York City. But Nathan moved from Cleveland to Austin right after COVID. So it made it really hard to keep that going on. And um, I wrote so many songs like around the time that Vessel of Light Last Ride came out that it would be ridiculous to release like another 10 songs like two months after, you know, the last Vessel of Light record. So I was friendly with J uh, Jason McMaster and I were, you know, doing some coverage just for fun. So we did the uh, two Cassius King records and then I kept writing and writing. And then Ron and Jimmy, you know, they both they got lives outside of Cassius King, obviously. So um, I asked Bobby Blitz, you know, I said, you know, I think I'm going to reach out to Johnny Kelly to play drums for, you know, a new project I'll do. And, and Blitz told me he thought Johnny was the perfect drummer for my uh, riffs. And I reached out to Johnny and like literally probably within 48 hours, he sent back the first track I sent him, which was uh, became Sing for the Devil. And I was like, wow, this guy is perfect. He's playing exactly what I wanted to play. So Johnny's a pro's pro, you know. We can't, Patriarchs in Black can't really do shows because, you know, Johnny, like right now, he, he's out on tour with Hookers and Blow. Then he comes home for a couple of days and he's out every weekend with Quiet Riot. So he's a professional musician and he makes it really easy to, uh, you know, write and record with because we don't need to rehearse. He just, I, I record everything on the guitar. I sent it to him and Johnny, like, he's so quick lately, particularly. Um, he's just coming up with some killer shit. And Patriarchs in Black, we're already working on the third album, believe it or not. And and I just got the uh, My Veneration on vinyl just a couple of hours ago. So, you know, these albums, sometimes they take a whole year to put together before they come out. But uh, it's a lot of fun. And again, I'm so happy you like it, Zach. Yeah, man. Yeah, I really do. You know, and you bring up Blitz, too. And that's another thing. I mean, uh, the Cursed record that you did with him years ago, man, that's that's amazing, too. Yeah, that's a great record. And a lot of people don't know about it because um, we pulled it off in the hopes of maybe releasing it, re-releasing it someday. But there's a couple songs on YouTube of those of out there, people who like Overkill and never heard Blitz sing like an old bluesy guy. I mean, the cursed is, you know, it's, you know, my guitar playing and Blitz is definitely singing like he's never sang before. And it's really, really cool. A cool album. It's called The Cursed Room Full of Sinners. Yeah, it, it that it is cool, and it, that you're right. It is some underground shit because I didn't even know about it till I till I met you, and you told me about it, and then I was like, "Whoa, wait a second, really?" You know, and I've been an Overkill fan for fucking ever, man. But like, I didn't know about that shit. You know, it's just yeah. Well, we only played a couple shows, and Blitz uh, kind of he didn't really promote it that much when he when the record came out, and because Overkill was starting to get really popular again, thanks to my buddy Ron Lipnicki. I feel like his drumming took them to the next level where they needed to get. And, uh, but, you know, Blitz and I, we still talk pretty regularly and we're both so proud of the record. And the original goal in 2006 was to write and record a record that we'd be proud of 10 years from now. And we released it, we released it in 2007. And that's obviously more than 10 years now. And I can still listen to that album and enjoy it. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. 
Yeah, I got some of that lined up tonight too, man. You know, uh, as far as a uh, vessel of light, man. You know, you sent me a fucking uh, you sent me a hat one one time, and I love that hat, man. I wear it all the time. As a matter, oh, thank of, you. matter of fact, I was wearing it uh, this year, uh, last year, at the Tennessee Metal Devastation Music Fest that we did, and I, I can't tell you how many people come up to me. And they were like, dude, I love that hat, man. That band is badass. And I was like, awesome. I was like, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I, I didn't know that many people knew about it, but I'm like, that's what, yeah, I'm, did I. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> yeah. So well, I, thanks for the constant promo, man. You're a big help to the scene, Zachary. <laughs> You're welcome, dude. You're welcome, man. Hey, I, it's just, it's an honor to uh to fucking work with you guys and, and uh be, you know, be on the team in some sort of uh fashion, you know. Definitely. Well, I appreciate everything you do, man. So, so, uh, as far as like live shows, like, I mean, you know, for, for Patriarchs and Black, obviously this is pretty much a studio project, right? Yeah. Um, you know, my wife is obsessed with Steely Dan. So I sort of, sort of say we're like the Steely Dan of doom metal, stoner rock or hard rock, whatever you want to call us. You know, it's, it's tough because I wouldn't want to do a show without Johnny on drums and Johnny's just, busy you know every weekend with quiet riot or kill devil hill or now he's got another band with uh kirk from crowbar so he's literally plays every weekend he's a professional musician where you know i i have a job selling uh tattoo supplies for a company called painful pleasures out of maryland but johnny's got to make a living doing this so it's not fair to you know ask him to fly in for a show to play for free or a little money and then we got you know seven different singers and 10 different bass players it's, it's really it's really tough and like i said i mean vessel of light was really having fun playing shows i was just talking with jimmy shulman today about how much fun and we're so glad we got to do at least you know 10 shows before COVID hit but um you know i haven't done any shows since COVID, and i'm i'm, I'm bummed out about it a little bit but i'm starting to realize that that just might be what's in the cards because i play with musicians from so far away for the most part you know yeah yeah i Totally understandable, man. I mean, you know, you're making the best of it at least, you know, but like uh, I wanted to ask, you know, do, do you ever think about maybe possibly putting together a band that you could go on tour with to play a lot of these songs or would it have to be, you know, would it not, would it, that, would that not work? Not for Patriarchs and Black. It's just the logistics make it impossible with all the different people. But, you know, like if, I was thinking the other day, man, if Nathan would have moved to New Jersey, say, instead of Austin from Cleveland, I wonder if Vessel of Light would have just stayed together because we were really enjoying each other's company and enjoying recording. The whole experience was really great. So, I mean, I'm not going to cry about, you know, COVID, whatever happened, happened. And, you know, I'm just so glad there are some videos of us out there doing our thing with Vessel of Light. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. So, uh, so what kind of plans do you have for the for the uh, future? I know you, you said you got a third record coming out, right? Or you guys are working on it? Yeah, so like I said, um, the vinyl for Patriarchs in Black, My Veneration, just came out on Golden Core Records with his uh, ZYX distribution, which is a real label in Germany. They're pretty big. And the CD's out there on MDD. But I don't know if you've noticed, but what we've been doing on Spotify and, and the digital platforms is like, Maybe a month and a half ago or two months ago, we released a Queen cover called Dragon Attack. And then like three weeks ago, we released Rock Bottom, a Kiss cover. And then next month, uh, we're releasing a Twisted Sister cover, Destroyer from the first Twisted oh, Sister album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And Kyle from uh, 
from Alabama Thunder Pussy and X Order. He's singing on it. Oh, and man. Uh, the bass player from the D- Dictator. So what we're trying to do is just release a, a, a new cover every like six weeks or so until the third album comes out, you know, just for fun. Oh, my God, man. I can't wait to hear the Destroyer, man. I'll send you that. I'll send you that tomorrow morning. Remind me. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. It comes out February 2nd, but of course you can have it before then. Hell yeah, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, we'll, we'll play it on the show whenever whenever it's released too, man, and uh, blow it okay, up. Okay, cool. But yeah, I can't wait to hear that, man. I mean, huge Twisted Sister fan, obviously. I mean, who, who the hell can't be? But I mean, that's one of my favorite songs from their catalog, man. That's yeah, that's probably my favorite song. And Kyle from uh, X Order sang the shit out of it, man. He really sings it good, man. It's awesome. He's got and, some. And uh, I was, yeah. Um, we opened Hades. Op- actually, the original version of Hades opened up for Twisted Sister in 1982, believe it or not. And then we didn't play with them again until Hades did a reunion in 2010 in Germany. We played with Twisted Sister again in Germany. Hades did a reunion show, and it was. It was awesome. And I sent the destroyer to uh, JJ French last week. And he's like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is so good, you know? Really? You, yeah. You sent it to JJ and you got his approval. That's, yep. that's what I'm talking about, man. That's cool as shit, man. Yeah. You're trying, you know, we're trying, you're trying to keep the name Patriarchs in Black alive until the uh, world finds out, more people find out about us, you know? Man, Twisted Sister is one of the bands I never saw live, man. Have you ever, did you ever see them live? Yeah, I mean, we opened up for them twice, and I, I would go see them live all the time, Zach. In the early 80s, they were the coolest club band ever. They would come out and do, uh, they'd do like a medley of uh, Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, and D would sing the he- amazingly. D had a set of pipes, you know. And uh, I don't think, like, their first record, the songs are great, but the production was so bad. But live, they were so much better live, so much heavier. And just, I mean, the consummate showmen, they were a great live band. Yeah, their their live records are fucking amazing. And that uh, that documentary that they did that was on Netflix for a while. Oh, really? I can't remember the name of it, but it it showed, like, it, it, it talked about their whole... Uh, the way that they started and how hard they worked, man. Like they worked fucking hard, man. They really, Definitely. they really had to uh, do a lot of shit. Like a lot of people don't did. I don't think a lot of people knew about, you know, how long and hard they worked to get to where they were, you know, cause MTV didn't pick that shit up till way later. And, For sure. And back in the early eighties, when we were playing shows with them, you would literally play three sets a night. So three 45 minute to three hour sets a night. So that's like almost three hours worth of music on. And that's just like, you know, on a regular night, it was crazy. Like, you know, we were playing, whether it's a Thursday or a Sunday night, you're still playing three sets. It was really different back then. It was fun, but uh, you know, you got to build up your chops and uh, it definitely things change a lot, but it was a really cool time of life. The New Jersey, uh, bar band experience in the late 70s early 80s was really fun yeah they were they were talking about the promotion of of uh the way that they would do the promotion in the early days and i think it was jj that was talking about it he was saying that there was uh some local radio stations there in uh, i believe in new york where you could you could pay to you could buy an advertisement like a, a certain amount of minutes of advertising on the radio to to say whatever so what they would do is they would say like a quick thing and then they would play most of their song 
and then they would use sure. that to to make it seem like the radio was playing their fucking song and they because they would do it you know consecutively and then that actually helped build a fucking uh help build them on on the radio because... yeah it's a good idea i've done it myself there's a radio station in south jersey <laughs> where they'll play a one minute long commercial with your music and you just talk a little bit and it's like getting a little minute of your song out there you know hell yeah man hell yeah you got to do what you got to do man you know for sure oh yeah well uh so so tell us about this record patriarchs in black i know you you just said uh well you you were telling us that it's on vinyl now where where can we go to get the vinyl record i mean i guess if you go on um you know amazon you'll find it but i want to make sure i mention some of the people on the album like carl Agell from corrosion of conformity blind is yes. a new band called lie heavy they're amazing mark sunshine's in the band unita he sings with us rob trainer sings a song he's in the band called blackwater rising and on that same song, Johnny Araya plays bass, Tom Araya's brother. Um, like I told you, DMC from Run DMC sings the song. Um, Kelly Abe, who's a young guy, and uh, he's actually hooking up with DMC since the record came out. Uh, he was on a, on a TV show called Search for the Next OzFest, and he's a really talented guy. Um, JD from Black Label Society, he plays yes. bass on the song. You know, it's just a whole bunch of people whole bunch of people that either Johnny or I or both of us are friendly with. And it, uh, like I said, Patriarchs and Black, my veneration has got to be 15 different people on the album and it, it makes it kind of diverse. As, as far as the, uh, as far as the songs on that album, can you tell us a little bit about like some of the songs, like some of the meanings behind them or, you know, like how did you guys come up with them and stuff? Well, um, I write all the music, and what I do is I record it to a guitar, to a click track, and then I send it to Johnny, which is kind of an unusual way of recording. Nobody was doing that like 20 years ago. So lyrically, I only wrote the lyrics to two of the songs, the title track, My Veneration, and a song called Crooked Smile. So I never really like to talk so much about the lyrics because it's the singers who did it, but um, there's a really cool uh, lyric video with Carl Agell singing in the, on bassist Dave Niebuhr from Doggy Dog. And the lyric video is called Dead or Dying. And, you know, Carl's, Carl's lyrics, I think they're pretty self-explanatory, but they're fucking brilliant, man. They're so good. Uh, so, I'm so happy Carl got the leadoff song again. Um, but um, you, you got to have him on your show sometime if you ever had Carl. Because, like I said, he was in Corrosion of Conformity Blind. And his new band, Lie, Lie Heavy, just got a record deal. Um, great guy. And, uh, you know, he, he's the, the band for lyrics, for sure. Him and Sunshine just did a ridiculous job lyrically. Yeah, definitely, man. You definitely uh, put me in touch with him, man. We'll get him on here. Okay. Love okay, him. cool. Definitely. That, that's, I'll write it down right now. That's, uh, that, you know, that's, that's really cool. Like, that makes me think, I mean, that just makes me think creative freedom right there, big time. Like, the fact that you recording your guitar riffs to a click track like that just doing what you want to do and then sending it out and letting them input their things into it i mean that's that's cool. yeah i mean cool. I, I like collaborating with people i like i like writing myself so what i always do is i send my guitars to johnny johnny plays drums and i send everything to a singer and if they can't think of anything i'll, I'll give them some ideas and if not i can finish the whole song on my own but really um it's it's worked out really good because it's amazing that none of the singers have sent us back anything that we were like nah this is no good i mean maybe with the cover songs and if, if that happens we don't release them but with the originals 
the guys we're working with, they're so fucking talented that, you know, coming up with two songs a year for Patriarchs in Black is not very hard for them, you know? Hell yeah. Let me ask you, man, since I'm a guitar nerd and I know there's a lot of guitar fucking nerds out there listening, man, that want to know about, like, the gear and stuff, man. Can you tell us what kind of guitars, amps, pedals, stuff like that that you were using, man? Well... It's really simple, man. Gibson Les Paul Custom with one hot-rotted DiMarzio pickup thrown in there. And then I plug into whatever amp the studio engineer has. Uh, for the Curse record, it was a mess of boogie. For the um, for Vessel of Light and Cassius King and Patriarchs in Black, it's always been a PV. And uh, no effects, man. Just straight into the head. I never liked having effects on stage because, you know, I, I didn't want to trip over them or step on them or have them break or whatever. Um, I'll cheat a little bit. I'll use a Wawa in the studio every now and then, but I just go right into the amp and not to be a dick, but whatever head I plug into, to me, it sounds pretty good when you're using a, a Gibson Les Paul and you tune down a couple frets and you're playing something heavy. There's like no real like, you know, trickery. It's just the pure sound of the guitar. Hell yeah. What, what kind of PV was it? A 5150? Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, of yeah. course, man. Eddie Van Halen, dude. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. That's, you, Les Paul guitars themselves, man, are just fucking amazing. I'm sitting here looking at one right now myself. I love it. That's my favorite guitar that I have of all of them. I always play it. There's just something special about it, man, you know? For sure. I mean, it's nice and heavy. I mean, I, I mess around with the, uh, you know, Gibson SGs and I like them. And uh, I actually have a, another Epiphone guitar with uh, like the F holes in it that I've actually recorded a couple songs with. I've got really heavy strings on there. But for the most part, it's always just the Gibson Les Paul custom going into whatever head the studio has. Yeah, yeah. Les Paul, man. And, and you know what? The heaviness of it. It doesn't bother. I like the fucking weight. I like to feel something that's heavy on my lap, yeah. man. You know, when I'm sitting there playing, I want it to feel heavy, man. You know, like, I don't know. Like, there's something. It just feels like you're playing a big-ass chunk of wood, you know, but it's it's carved right, man. It's just done right. Yep. Les Paul's fucking uh, legend right there, man. That guy. You ever listen to, like, his playing like the stuff you know i saw him on instagram the other day how fast he was and, and it's funny because uh, i live in northern new jersey about maybe two miles three miles from where les paul lived for the last 50 years of his life i think you know there's a les paul museum right up the road from us but uh yeah he, he was amazing i didn't realize how fast he was i thought he was more known just for inventing the guitar but yeah he was a great player as well wow the guy was insane man he was insane yeah yeah, it, it wasn't just the guitar too. Like he, he fucking did uh what did, what else did he do? Like multi track recording and stuff like that too, right? Yep. Like yep. He, he he fucking I mean he's I mean that's you talk about like somebody that in our history books, man, like that guy goes down, man, you know, like For sure, yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff that wouldn't have wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Les Paul. This is true, Mr. Moonshine. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to let the people know? No, man. Just to check out Patriarchs in Black on Instagram and however you listen to music, I appreciate you and your support. And I guess uh, I'll finish up talking and let you listen to Patriarchs in Black now, courtesy of Zach Moonshine. Hell yeah, brother. Before I let you go, 
Can I get you to make us another station tag? Sure. All right. Whenever you're ready, say uh, whatever you want. Say something like, this is Dan Lorenzo, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Hey, this is Dan Lorenzo from Patriarchs in Black, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. All right, man. Well, yeah, I'm going to play some more. Uh, I'm going to play some Patriarchs in Black right now. I got Vessel of Light, Cassius King, all kinds of stuff lined up, man. So these people, Thank you so much, Zach. You, you're welcome. Thank you, man. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us and uh, hang out with us. And uh, I appreciate it, man. All right, Zach. Have a great night, brother. Thanks again. You too, man. Cheers. Bye-bye. There you have it, folks. Dan Lorenzo. Live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation Motherfucking Radio. Like I said earlier, put your speakers in your windows. Put them in your front lawns. Put them in your neighbor's driveway. Do whatever the fuck you got to do to make your neighbors fucking look at you and be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? If you don't see U-Haul trucks everywhere tomorrow, man, what the fuck are you even doing? Dude? Like, seriously, what the fuck is your problem? Reach out, grab the volume knob, crank it all the way to the right. And you'll be where we're at. And that's loud. All right? All right, here we go.